Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. You know, I was kind of switched up and I wanted to try to do something to get this team a spark and get them going and try to get up by, you know, two scores, you know, at a, and, and, you know, we weren't able to execute. You've got to take advantage of those situations, you know, the game-changing situations. And, you know, when you're not able to do that, um, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. That is Doug Marone on uh, going forward on fourth and two. And I can't be a hypocrite. I try not to be a hypocrite. Sometimes I might forget what I said like three weeks earlier. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't be a hypocrite. Okay. I said at the moment, I would go for it here. Jags are up 21-16. Mm. It's in the third quarter. Mm. They have all the momentum. They had blocked the punt, returned it for a touchdown. Uh, Quincy Williams had made a third down on, uh, stop on that right before that to set it up. Sure, they, sure. They come back, they kick off, they get another three and out. Mm. And now they move the ball a little bit, not too much, but they move the ball a little bit. And they end up with a third and one. They go backwards a yard with James Robinson. And so you can't fault him for putting it in James Robinson's hand. I, I didn't mind the play call. And then on fourth down, he decides to go for it. And... I actually didn't mind that play call. Like, I thought it was there for a moment. Thought the defender made a nice play, and it was a speed play, really. Just like Minchie wasn't fast enough to get to the first down. Um, I don't know all the options on the play. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, he was going to try to run it, and that gap closed in a hurry. But uh, I I really did not have an issue with it. Now, you can certainly say it changed the game because, obviously, the Chargers get the ball. Uh, they go down the field. And, and, you know, the defense, if you go back and watch that, on a short field after that turnover on downs, did a nice job. They bottle them up, but then on third down, after getting off the field, it looked like or maybe kicking a field goal, there was a penalty. And so that kept the drive alive, and soon after they ended up scoring a touchdown. Uh, but what's a little unspoken about that is defense did a pretty nice job, and then that penalty um, well, they kind of helped them get in, right? Yeah, I mean, they, so they didn't do a good job because they scored. Pretty, yeah, initially yeah. they had them stopped, it all looked right. like, and then another bad timing penalty, all those things that happened to the Jags. Yeah. But uh, bottom line is I have no problem whatsoever because you you had the momentum. You mm. could keep the momentum. Mm-hmm. You could, you're going to sit there and rely on a defense that gives up 30 a game mm-hmm. to, to hold a five-point lead. Uh, your <sighs> offense has to make a yard or two. No problem whatsoever with Doug Marone, what he did in that situation. And we've complained about some Doug Marone's calls, but I'm not complaining about that one. Hear that, everybody? Brent's cool with it, so we should be cool with it. I didn't say you no, can, you can no, be mad oh, at oh, it. Oh, oh, guess what? Oh, hey, I'm mad, and I'm living. And I think this was the decision that cost the Jaguars the game. Listen, you said it yourself, right? That the defense, um, they were playing well up until that point. Now you can say on third down, they have a big play, yet, yet, yet. Well, at the end of the day, that play, the fourth and two, was a result of the Jaguars losing all the energy and all the momentum. Listen, this is the NFL, and some days, for whatever reason, your defense will exceed expectations. I, I, I take you to New York. New York was only down, what, uh, 10 to 12 going to the fourth quarter? Now, there's no rhyme or reason that says why were they doing that because, let's be honest, the Buffalo Bills are a far superior team than the New York Jets. But every once in a while, you only hold the, the, the Buffalo Bills 18 points. Every once in a while, for whatever reason, whether it's a great game plan, just a game flow, your defense shows up. In my opinion, the defense was showing up in this game. 
All right. Justin Herbert looked rattled. He looked like he didn't want to be out there. Like the Jaguars had all the momentum. And you know what? If they were to punt that ball, I'm confident in that defense that they would have stopped Herbert. But I, yeah, I said it. Can you record that? Thank you. I didn't learn how to record. All right, Brent. So, so no, let's go back and forth then, man. So, how was Herbert playing up until that play? I he was not playing very well. wasn't how sharp. Was wasn't sharp. No, wasn't awful. I'm sorry. It wasn't sharp. Didn't you put on Twitter saying how bad he was? I did. No, I said he was meh. Which okay, means he's he was just meh. okay. Okay, he was meh. Isn't that what meh means? I mean, meh. You, I didn't say you, he was listen, bad. Listen, if you go out of your way on Twitter to say someone is meh. They're probably not doing that well. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I don't go out of my way very often. Okay, on I got you. I got you. So, <laughs> with, with that being said, though, would you agree he was meh up until that I, point? I, I said it. I okay. believe that. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. So and that was the key to his success. In so my opinion. so we would have took a meh Justin Herbert all day. My point <laughs> yes. is, when you go for it on fourth and two and you get stopped. That entire energy changed. Yeah, you, you, you saw the Chargers sidelines. You saw the defensive guys in the Chargers celebrating. That's because energy changed. And all of a sudden, now you have a Jaguars defense who's been put in positions, you know, where it's like, guys, what more do you want us to do? And now they're in their own part of the end zone saying, all right, well, go stop Keenan Allen. Go stop Justin Herbert. Go have fun with that. So I'm just saying, if you're Doug Marone, and you feel that game flow, and you see, you know what, for whatever reason, once again, you can't put a finger on it, but this defense isn't doing that bad. And for whatever reason, Justin Herbert is not doing that well right now. Let's go ahead and punt the ball with, obviously, or your all-pro punter that you always like to preach or anything like that. Let's go ahead and put them back on their own 15 and their own 20, and let's see what this defense has. At least you still have the momentum. At least you still have the game flow. When you went for it on fourth and two and you got stopped, you lost the momentum, and that game was over after that. Let me ask you. Let me say this though, okay? And, and again, that's fine if you agree. And by the way, in, in hindsight, I think you're right. I mean, it worked that way. But, uh, on, but they don't have the luxury of that. They don't no, have the luxury it, it, of listen, that. Listen, it's not a hindsight thing because what's going to happen? So say you you convert that fourth down, and let's say it's first down now at the fifty. Yeah. Who's to say you're still going to go down there and score? Well, nobody, but you still have the ball, still have the momentum, sure. and still have a chance to go score sure. and go up two scores. Yeah, you got a chance. When was the last time this football team's been up two scores? I'm just saying, man, if you have a quarterback that seems to be pressing, that's playing meh, like you said, if you have a defense for whatever reason, once again, goes without any rhyme or reason, is playing pretty well, put it in the position, put it in the, in the side of the ball that's playing the best, because it wasn't the offense. You even said it. Oh, well, they had some momentum in the second quarter coming off James Robinson, and that's where he took off, and they scored a couple of times, and they had momentum with special teams, and their defense was playing adequately well. I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, again, in hindsight, you're not wrong. I'm just saying I said at the moment, and I didn't mind it. I understood it. There's a little bit of what do you have to lose here, too. Keep the momentum on your side. You haven't had a lot of momentum. And by the way, okay, just to your point, I know you, the, the swing changed, but I'm not sure it lost them the football game. Because I'm going to tell you why. They go down and score. It's 22-21. They stop the two-point conversion. And then the Jags go right down and score and get the two-point conversion. So now it's 29-22. And so this is my point about what Doug Marone's feeling on this defense that can't stop anybody. You stole the momentum back. So now you've got the momentum. Well, what does their defense do? They can't stop anything. They give up a 70-yard play, and it's a tie game. Because you don't have faith in a defense that just for five games in a row allowed 30 points or more, now six. And so that's where I just am saying, with Doug Marone in his mind, what he's thinking, what he's seen, what he knows, undermanned defense against this team that's played pretty well. 
What is going on here? How we doing, man? I don't know. Yeah. Must be an ad playing on that computer. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Boy, that, that <laughs> I, worried there, man. You, I don't know, man. You, you made me think I leaned on a button or something. Uh, I don't know what's going on over there. I mean, looking at the drive sheet of the Jags and the Chargers, yeah. obviously there's some ads on there. Obviously there's some oh, ads. Play. Oh, the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so he doesn't have any faith in his defense. I know they were playing okay to that time, but did you really think 16 points was going to get it done? But here's the thing, though. Like, aren't we the ones that came in here after week three and week four saying, well, they have to return the ball first to get that defense confidence? Because whenever the defense goes out first for the beginning of the game, they lose the confidence and they suck the rest of the game. Yeah. So now we're talking about confidence and building up this team. Well, what kind of confidence do you give your defense if you put them in a situation where you turn the ball over inside your own side of the field? Yeah, I, again, maybe not. I mean, maybe not. I, I just feel like if I know this team, I feel like my offense is better than their defense. I want them trying to make a play, then I want my defense making a play. And and which the the reality is, okay, they go down and score and take the lead, so they've got the momentum. Well, then you go down and score, and you've got the momentum. And then you put your defense out there because you have to. You don't get a choice, and they give up the lead, or at least they, they tie Listen, it immediately because they can't make stops. If you have the lead don't turn the ball over in your own side of the field. It's as simple as that. And, and maybe I, I come from a crazy uh, coaching school philosophy, whatever the, the reason may be. But if I have the lead and my ball's on my side of the field, I'm going to put it in my defense's hands and say, "You guess what, guys? We pinned them down on the 10, the 15, or the 20-yard line. Go stop them from there. Let's see what you got. Uh, first Coast Bubbler must be a Wisconsin thing. Stupid, he says. You had the lead and then gave them a short field. No, the defense is bad. Make them work the length of the field. Is there an echo in here? Must be something in the bubblers. Is there an echo? Yeah, it must be some of the bubblers. Uh, I, I'm just saying, hey, listen, that's fine. You, it, it worked out that way. I had no problem with that call from Doug Marone. I really don't. Uh, and... I actually asked them to make that call. <laughs> I I don't want to see this defense out there. I, I don't think a five-point lead early in the third quarter is much to, to scream at. And of all their issues, being aggressive to me is, is not a bad thing to try to do for this football team. Now, I feel like a little bit – he obviously went into that game and he spoke about it to try to be aggressive, but maybe he's a little too aggressive. All these two-point conversions and fourth downs, and it's almost like, whoa – did yeah. you not bring a kicker? I know. Right? <laughs> like it was Josh like, Lambeau's hip not okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a little, yeah. a little wild. We have Tony on the line from Tampa. Tony from Tampa. Let's get him in. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. All right, whose side are you on on the fourth and two? Did you like it or hate it? <laughs> Y'all fellas are a trip, man. Um, Austin, I do agree with you, but I agree with you not on this point, though. It's all good, Tony. Um, it's all good, but, man. <laughs> Britt, I do agree with you. It was not a bad call. Based I love you, Tony. I love you. Based on the situation, I'm going to tell you why. We lost the game on the fumble from Westbrook. That's where the game was lost at. It wasn't lost in the call. Cam has to make that turnout block. If he makes that block, we get the first down. That's that's what it was, man. When you got a defensive end that's rushing up the field, man, crap, man, you got to push him out of the way or fall on him or something, man. You cannot let him. If you know the ball is coming up your backside, you cannot allow that man to make that play. I thought it was a good play because we were getting good rush yards on the ground. He had made it fourth and two. I, 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 re, I went and rewatched the play, and, and the hole was there. Cam just got to make the block. Now you're talking oh, about the third. You're talking about the third down, right? Because they the, the Robinson play that got negative one yard. The one that got negative one, yes. Okay. The four, we went back in that fourth down play. It wasn't a bad call. We was on. It was like the forty. We was on like a forty-six. Yeah. Yeah. I I really didn't. 
I really didn't have a problem going for that at all. The, the, what we messed up because I think Delvin Rome was looking at it like, okay, you know, some even if we get stopped, we're still up. If they go down and score, it's a tie game. I believe our offense can drive and score again. Yeah, that, I I hear you, man. I appreciate it, and uh, now I love you. Yeah, Thanks for agreeing. And Tony, your check is in the mail from Brent, by the way. Absolutely, yeah. it is. Thanks, Tony from Tampa. Appreciate it. How much it. you pay him, Brent? Uh, you know. I don't, I don't disclose those things. How much things. you pay with that? It just depends with the budget. Backyard fireplace money. It's all good, though. It depends with the budget. It's all good. I didn't have like a, a, a fire log that I <laughs> send to people. Sure. <laughs> Should be the logo of the show is a fire log. <laughs> That's not burning because no one ever burns a fire log in Jacksonville. Yes. So, yeah, just just an unburned fire log. You know what's so, uh, like, this will go back to my E. Uh, entertaining okay. check mark. Yeah, yeah, point. yeah, yeah. But we have like a play to break down. We couldn't break that. We couldn't even break down and get mad at a play last week. That I'll agree with you on. <laughs> you know, that, I mean, that I will agree with there you. Was, on. There were a couple of pivotal plays in the game. I mean, the, yeah. again, I thought the Quincy Williams play, third and two. Uh, let's just, if you're like a three and three football team at yeah. the time, Quincy Williams play was huge. I mean, you talk about a violent play. That was, yep. that was fun to see. State, and that yeah. sets up the great special teams play. Yep. Another young guy, Daniel Thomas. Yeah. And then you have beautiful throw by Minshew to Conley to go back and retake the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you really have these, you know, then you have the fourth and two play in there. But you have all these changes. I mean, the third quarter of the game was about as entertaining as you can get in the NFL. And again, I know we're not up for entertainment, but I'm just saying well, that was are, real I'm football. Not. But that was real football. That's what it felt. It's like, okay, you're making plays. Okay, you give it up plays. That happens in the NFL. But then you go back and make a play. Yeah. This looks like a real football team now. And you got some young guys doing it, which helped it out as well. I agree. I just think that the Jaguars had all the momentum there. They get stopped short. You punt the ball. Who knows what happens? Yes, hindsight's twenty twenty. But even if they would have converted that first down, I would have asked, well, okay, that was really ballsy and nuts. Now what? You guys going to go score or are you going to go punt the ball? Like, there, there was just way too much um, what if there. I just feel like if you have the momentum, you have the energy, you try to sustain it as long as possible, you punt the ball and see what your defense can do. You know, I, I don't follow this one site, but Daniel Popper used to work for The Athletic. Yeah, he works yeah, for yeah, yeah. the Chargers now. Yeah, yeah. And he tweeted out today. He tweeted out that when before the punt block, okay, mm-hmm. it was a fourth and one at that time, and from their own 34-yard line early in the third quarter. So it's on that possession, right? So instead of punting, whatever site he's on that kind of says there's good coaching decisions and bad coaching decisions yeah. said that was a bad coaching decision by Anthony Lynn. To punt it. To punt on it. On their 34-yard line. On a fourth and one. What's, what's his dude's name again? Popper? I, I, yeah, Popper. What's but, his, but it's yeah. not like I don't know who he's. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to cancel check. my subscription right now because that's uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to pay for that kind of subscription. But again, it's not Popper. him. He was getting it from a different site. Well, don't cite it though either. Um, let me hold on. I'm going to get it for you. So you're saying the analytics say this? Some kind of coaching analytics. I don't really know <laughs> what it is, but but my point is, yeah. if that was like a bad coaching decision, I, I guess he said it was like the worst coaching decision Anthony Lynn made. Based on the probability, maybe it's because the Jags' defense isn't good, but no coach would go for it in that what situation. Just, yeah, How bad then if if Jacksonville would have punted then on fourth and two from like the forty six? I wonder Whoa. where that would have ranked in terms of like a coaching decision. Uh, according to the analytics, probably pretty bad. Then and listen, Brent, like I don't know.
know if you're just trying to make me upset today and you're trying to, no. um, you know, boost my heart rate up to a level that's never been before. It's pretty easy, isn't it? I'm an emotional guy. So here it is. But, Anthony Lynn's decision to punt on fourth and one from his own 34 while up 16-14 early in the third yesterday was the fourth worst coaching decision in the NFL in week seven per EDJ Sports. The <laughs> that's decision, a real thing. Yeah, the decision itself lowered the Chargers' win probability by three and a half percent. And then the punt was blocked. Say that one more time. EJ, EDJ Sports. The creators of the NFL's first simulation model. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. I don't know what the heck it is either, but... Hey! <laughs> okay. Keep you, going. Go ahead. You know what's interesting... Uh, by the 7, way, this 7,000 followers on Twitter. <laughs> like, I'm really going to take you seriously. Uh, this just in. Jaguars activated Aaron Lynch from the exempt commissioner permission list to the active roster placed D.D. Westbrook on the reserve injured list. Yeah, uh, so, D.D. obviously uh, with the ACL. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, At least reported and, 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 and that was a bummer to see, obviously. Yeah, that was too bad. Wishing him, um, you know, healthy and, and have uh, um, the best recovery he can get. Um, yeah, offers 20 years of play-by-play data data and models in sports betting and in-game decision-making. Trusted by Super Bowl champions, media, and billion-dollar betting syndicates. Syndicates? Hey. Access the most recognized analytics tool on, on and off the field. There's a free commercial for you guys. I'm not going to use you, though. <laughs> but not approved by Austin Lane. No. Is, uh, do we have a call on the line? Yeah, we got South Beach Gary. All right, let's get South Beach Gary on, but we got a minute before we get out of here. Trusted by Madden NFL, EA Sports Madden, by the way. I just, re- I mean, that was bizarre to me too. Yeah, the, yeah. three and a half percent. All right, get South Beach Gary on real quick before we hit the break. What's up, man? Hey guys, I heard that caller saying, you know how, how you know they're never going to win with that defense, but the offense starts the game four straight three and outs, so you're not giving the defense any kind of a rest. That's going to end up. You know, tiring the defense in the fourth quarter, that has a lot to do with it. And look at the game against Detroit, guys. The defense gets a big interception, runs it down to the 20-yard line, then the offense turns the ball over on downs. You know how that completely deflates a football team, Austin. No, without, that. no. The, de- yeah. the defense finally comes up with a turnover. They don't, they're not playing good complimentary offensive football either. Is my point. Nah, South Beach Gary, appreciate the call, and I don't think Get you're wrong. South Beach I mean, Gary, a job, huh? Had 30, a coaching job, I mean. 34 and a half minutes time possession for the Chargers. I mean, yeah. They had the ball 10 more minutes than the Jags. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it started earlier this year where the defense was the problem. They couldn't do anything, even though the offense was doing well. Well, now, I agree. Like, the last couple of weeks, although the defense has still given up 30, yeah. I really don't pin the blame necessarily on the defense. It feels like the offense isn't doing enough mm-hmm. at the appropriate times, whether it's early in the game or answering back late, whatever it might be. You know, after the two turnovers last week, they couldn't score off them. So I think that's the problem right now. I would say more of the problem is on offense, even though the Jags are historically bad on football, Brent, complimentary football. Hey, did you watch that Falcons-Lions finish? Oh, it was unbelievable. Todd Gurley, okay. So We're talking about no, it. Okay. Because I have a conspiracy theory with Todd Gurley. All right, good. I can't wait to hear it. The, all I want to say is the fix is in. That's all I got to say. The tank for Trevor is real. All right, a couple of things. Some of the games in the NFL. Yeah. We will get to that. And we got to get to James Robinson. Yeah. See, I, I really thought he changed the game single-handedly. Single-handedly. This guy's fun. R- Ring of honor, James Robinson. Right now. Captain, For right now. New contract. Gold jacket, James Robinson. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Todd Gurley to the goal line. Touchdown! I think he thought about awaiting and letting the clock. 
there's any question. I think he was trying to not get in, and Detroit wanted him to get in. So there it is, Todd Gurley was supposed to kneel down before the goal line, but he scored a touchdown. Didn't know where he was. It was the greatest scene. If you haven't seen it, it's one of those deals. Maurice Jones-Drew did this years ago, right? Doesn't go score a touchdown. Fantasy owners get mad. Gurley's done it in the past. And you're just trying to melt the clock because they're trying to let you score. And you can see Jared Davis, who's from Camden County, he actually just, like, Totally whiffs on the tackle. I mean, it's, it was a great sell, yep. right? He, he might have a career in WWE. Who you talking? But then, like, the other guy that comes after, he's like, he forgot to get the memo. He's trying to tackle Gurley. Yeah. And Gurley <laughs> kind of drags him through. And then he's like, oh, no, I'm at the goal line. Yeah. And tries to sidestep it, but he had already crossed the plane. Yeah. And then the Detroit defense is like, because it was questionable at first, they put their hands up like touchdown. Yeah. They're like, they wanted it to be a touchdown. It yep. was the wildest thing. And then uh, Stafford and company go down and beat the Falcons like only the Falcons can get beat. Without a doubt. Like, it, you know, there are some teams that can join us on Miserable Monday. Yeah. And the Falcons fans are right there, man. A tradition like no other. I mean, the Falcons the this year the Falcons lose have yeah. lost three games that are like just out of your mind losses. Heartbreaking. I can crush a city, man. I can, I can, I can put you back to the dark ages. Let's just say it is unbelievable. So, no. but you have a little conspiracy. Here we, here we go. Here we go. And then listen, I don't know Todd Gurley personally, but I do know this. I've seen him make this play before, where the game's on the line and he has to run out the clock, and he sits down and takes a knee before he gets to the end zone. So this isn't rookie Todd Gurley we're talking about. This is experienced, crafty, savvy veteran Todd Gurley. And with that being said, Brent. I think, and I can't prove it just yet, but maybe one day, I think Todd Gurley meant to go in that end zone. I don't think it was a mistake. I think that his bonus is on his contract. I think he has escalators on his contract. And one of those escalators depends on how many touchdowns he has this season. And Todd Gurley uh, sacrificed the whole city of Atlanta, sacrificed his teammates' well-being to try to achieve that escalator and get more money in his contract. Mm. What do you think about that? I don't mind your conspiracy theory. I like where you're coming from. Yeah. There. It's a selfish game sometimes. It's got to be a so selfish game. I looked game. up his contract, and the Give reports when he got to Atlanta yep. were that he had, it was like a, you know, we got to remember the Rams are paying some of his salary still. Correct. And the bottom line is in his deal, I think it was like $3 million with Atlanta, but a half a million in incentives. And it was 13 touchdowns or 1,000 yards, according to Tom Pelissero, who reported it back then. Yeah. Uh, so 13 touchdowns at th- or a thousand or not and or, mm-hmm. and so I don't know how many touchdowns does he even have right now? Do you know? Uh, I, I mean, 13 seems like a lot of touchdowns. You're better off getting a thousand. Probably easier to get a thousand yards than it is to get 13 touchdowns. Yeah, but in this pass first off, so is it is a thousand yards rushing or total? Uh, that's a good call. I didn't I didn't see that. All right. Well, at least we're doing our due diligence here. Um, He's up to seven touchdowns for the year. Seven touchdowns. Oh, so that... Now, would you do all that for a half a mil, though? This isn't like five million. Half a million? For a half a million? I mean, I would do that for a Klondike bar. For a half a million? I would have sold my team down there for a Klondike bar after the game. So, yeah, a half a million with my financial status? It's not bad. But, yeah, let's go. Forget my teammates. See you guys later. I'll see you at the reunion. No, I probably wouldn't have done it. <laughs> but it's it not a lot for those guys, seriously speaking. I mean, it, it just seems like that's a right, low incentive. 500 grand, 500 grand, 500 grand, 500 grand, that's vacations, yeah. that's gifts uh, yeah. in the locker room, that's yeah. offensive line. Get, yeah, it could I be mean, a nice car. It could be a backyard you know fireplace. 
It You're could onto be. It? He, he, you drinking this Kool Aid? Yeah, it might be. You think, he, you think he's on? Yeah, I think he might have done that. I didn't realize he was up what? to seven touchdowns now. He's watch halfway. The reaction. He's more than halfway home. We'll, we'll watch the reaction too when he does it. Like he he kind of shows a little remorse, but does he? I'm asking but does Twitter. he show remorse? Oh, here we go. Just just don't put put me in, like, don't take me in that. I don't want him to see that. Because maybe one day I'll have to meet him. I don't, don't want to answer to leading this whole conspiracy theory about Todd Gurley selling his team down the river for a couple extra thousand dollars. Uh, well, that's a half a million. A half, a half a million, yeah. His worst game, by the way, was their win. <laughs> really? <laughs> 20 carries for 47 yards in their win. Well, and what's the, I mean, I, I wish I knew better, like, Who's the backup? Like, I mean, are, is it get to the point where it's like, oh, we got Todd Gurley. He's getting up there in age. Let's see what the young guys got. And all of a sudden, now Todd Gurley stops getting a, little, a couple mile reps now. And all of a sudden, Todd Gurley's second fiddle. And Todd Gurley doesn't get that extra $500,000. I think it was a setup. I think Falcons fans have been duped. I think you should hold Todd Gurley responsible. Matt Ryan should come out and say something. Um, an abysmal season for the Atlanta Falcons, to say the least. But now even more abysmal because Todd Gurley might have just sold this team down the river. Speaking of of abysmal it's bad in jacksonville it's bad in atlanta it's bad in places like minnesota new york the giants and the jets it is so bad in dallas i can't imagine it being worse if you think about the media market if you think about jerry jones if you think about the stars that they have on offense if you think about spending money to get dalton although it wasn't as much as i thought it was i thought they spent more to get him but they, they didn't uh if you think about the the pillow fight that is the NFC East and all you really have to do to actually win that division. Yeah. And to go to Washington, who's been an absolute mess, and get beat twenty five to three to the Washington football team without a nickname. With Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, C D CD Lamb. There he is. And a hundred and forty two total yards. 140. Blaine Gabbert did better than that in Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, holy cats, man. I I almost want to flip on. Can we take a live listen into Dallas radio right now? Here's the thing. So can you imagine? Like, I mean, it's obviously one of the biggest markets in the world. I cannot imagine right now what that, I mean, you want to talk about getting promotion, things like that, and advertising. I mean, people are tuning in to complain about the Dallas Cowboys. Listen, I want to echo back your point a little bit about Kyler Murray, right? Like, it's not like you dislike Kyler Murray. I think you respect Kyler Murray, but it's the fact that the Jaguars don't have him, right? It's the fact that the QB situation is so bad in Jacksonville, and you hate to see Arizona fans celebrate with Kyler Murray. Well, I owe... The Dallas Cowboys, an apology. Because what was my whole thing with Houston? I love to go on their Twitter stuff and check everything out. You know, Because like, for me, I'm miserable. All right? It's miserable being a Jaguars guy right now. It's miserable trying to cover this team. But at least there's other teams out there that are miserable as well. And then what happened, Brent? They got rid of their head coach and Bill O'Brien. Houston goes in another direction. Now everyone's celebrating. Houston Twitter, yeah, we'll see you later. And then we had Jason Fitz on. He gave me the recommendation to go to New York. But you know what, Brent? To be fair... I think the expectations in New York, they were always bad, right? Like, no one was saying, oh, the Jets are going to the Super Bowl this year. So, like, the, the New York Twitter, it was okay, but, eh, it was fine. And then you told me to go to Oklahoma Twitter. Oklahoma Twitter, it is what it is, man, but it's college ball, right? I need professional. <laughs> and then the Dallas Cowboys present themselves. And believe me when I say it, Brent, you think it's bad here right now? Like, you, you think some of these memes and stuff, you think some of the Gardner Ventures stuff is bad? Go on Dallas Cowboys Twitter. Go on America's team's Twitter and see how they're getting down right You've now. You've been out there? I'm watching a guy right now burn his towels, his Dallas Cowboy towels and toilet paper in this video. Like, yeah, Brent, it's the gift that keeps on giving. That is awesome. Yeah. Come on, Jacksonville. We need better out of you. (laughs) 
It's a miserable Stop burning stuff. Come yeah. on. You're supposed to, like, hate your family, hate everything right now yeah. here on a miserable Monday. See, it's too nice in Jacksonville. That's a problem. Yeah. Uh, well, and let's be fair. Expectations weren't that high to start the season. Anyways. Have you ever, seriously, serious question, have you ever heard of the Cowboys quarterback that came in for Andy Dalton? Had to look him up. Saw the name on the internet, and I'm like, what's this talking about? I still about? don't know his first name, but Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. Oh, you mean that guy from James Madison last year, or two years ago? Yeah. James Madison quarterback. He is. He's I, on college game day. I looked him up, yeah. Okay. No, ben, I'm kidding. I don't know who he is. I, I, I saw the highlight of him. Ben DiNucci? Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Ben. <laughs> sounds like a made-up name. No offense to him and his family what, name, but do, sounds wait, made What up. time of that game did Dalton go out, by the way? Do you remember? <sighs> I wasn't watching it. So. Second quarter, I think. I think it might have been Maybe early third. third. Okay. But still, Danucci somehow trailing by all that only had like three passes in the game. Yeah. Like he played for a significant amount of time and only had three passes. So I watched him when he first came out. He had a really nice throw to start things off to Cooper. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. And then, yeah. It, and then, listen, then Chase Young was like, what's up? I am not just saying this, but mm-hmm. they seriously should go sign Bortles off Denver's practice squad. Somebody. I mean, it'd be way better than what they got. I mean, Andy Dalton's done nothing, even if he comes well, out of concussion protocol. He's doing nothing, no, man. I hear you. I, hear I, you. They, I would sign Bortles. I mean, I don't know. If, maybe there's a better guy out there. I'm just saying they have. They still have the NFC East. Like they could go get that. They're awful. There's infighting. <laughs> Their coach is like, awful. Is, is McCarthy going to make it through this year? Like, is he going to actually make it more than a year? Can't at this rate, can he? You got people saying the coaching's terrible. No, like, well, listen, like already six weeks into his tenure, he's losing that locker room. And did, did you hear the? Did you hear the NFL pregame thing where they did a feature on him talking about the analytics part? I, I, where, where if he wins four games in a division, like the analytics said that he's gonna, you know, whatever he's gonna win the division, go to the playoffs. Well, you had to win four games first of all in the division, number one. And what do the analytics say about being tw- down by twenty in Washington, sir? Like it, it's funny how like they were trying to like I don't know it was it's almost like he paid off the NFL game day whatever that the thing was where he paid him off the big hey check me out I know I'm losing locker room right now but check out my analytics over yeah, here like, yeah. yeah this house is on fire but I got a nice case of analytics for you guys to look at like nah man like at Who the end did of the day this story on McCarthy like in the offseason before he even got this job was, was it sixty minutes. Did 60 Minutes do a story on him about, like, reinventing himself, or was it like an ESPN I thought it was an ESPN thing. 60 Minutes, Brent. Who's this guy, Donald Trump? Who are you talking about? I don't know why I feel like it was something different than, like, an ESPN broadcast I saw. It might have been. I don't think it was 60 Minutes, It wasn't something like that? Yeah. Maybe it was around Super Bowl time, and it was during some of their specials that it made it look like that. There, okay. You know, more like this, like, story that's... 20 minutes long, like yeah. a 60 minute story. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I came up with 60 <laughs> minutes either. All good. But I, I felt like somebody, it was a bigger story than just like, hey, this little pregame story for two minutes. Yeah, you I know? got you. I got you. Uh, but, but anyway, I mean, so listen, do you let him go? I mean, could it be any worse right now in Dallas? And yeah, Dak Prescott gets hurt. That means something. But keep in mind what this team was when Dak Prescott was in the game. Like, that defense, and it's the same thing that he had in Green Bay. That defense is non-existent. Like, you think the Jaguars are bad at defense? It is. Well, I mean, at least the Cowboys have some name. Like, you know, they have name. No disrespect to Josh Allen, those guys. But, like, the Cowboys, they have more names. Absolutely. They and thought they'd be pretty good. Exactly. They've had some injuries and stuff. But, yeah, they, they are just brutal. And they're a joke. And I'll tell you what else. Their offensive line yeah. has gone from the best in the league for a couple of years, to nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, and then again, they do have some injuries, but their offensive line's not good. It's gonna be very telling with Jerry Jones what he does here, though, right? Because we know how Jerry Jones is. He wants to win right now, right? And, and like, money to me isn't really an option with Jerry Jones. Like, he's not worried about losing money and oh, whatever. Absolutely. Like, I'm very, I'm very curious to see 
how Jerry Jones handles the Mike McCarthy situation. Uh, one other question, quick before we go to break. Uh, the Bills—they looked awful. Yeah. And I wonder. You I said this it, last you week. It, are they yep. starting to go? Now they can find themselves. I mean, it's just a middle. It's just a little bit of a leaky stretch for the Bills. Yeah. Well, keep in mind they had three tight ends out too. Like their offense kind of got reduced okay. a little bit. But um, listen. They they gotta show me something. Like Josh Allen, I think regressed a little bit, and like he's look. If, if they want to be successful, it's like Lamar Jackson. I, I always call Josh Allen the diet Lamar Jackson. If Josh Allen and the Bills want to be successful, he's got to play better. Simple as that. Yeah, 122 yards last week, yeah. no touchdowns this week. See, they're the first teams in 79 years to not score a touchdown and not punt in a game. I didn't see they that. They did really? not punt in the game and didn't score a touchdown, win the game. First team in 79 years yeah. to do that. All the, uh, by the way, it makes my trade look a little worse now for uh, <laughs> Olivia. But by the way, she, I wanted CeeDee Lamb. How's CeeDee Lamb doing? One yard. Point, no, hey, point one. <laughs> By the way, in fantasy football, <laughs> point one for CD Lamb. Half of that, Olivia. Uh, I love when everybody else is a mess along with the Jags. Yeah. We'll be back on ESPN <laughs> 690. I think it's huge, you know, for us to do that. Uh, Sunday night football against one of the best teams in the league. Um, you know, somebody that's in our division, wanting to be the best, you got to beat. You got to beat the best, and that, that's just uh, the nature of this game. In any sport, you got to beat the best. Oh man. Let's just let's just be quiet for a second. Let's just bask in that comment. Let's let it marinate a little bit. Let's gather our thoughts. Now let's have a professional conversation about how good Kyler Murray is. Let's go. It's not for today. <laughs> tomorrow. What's <laughs> Maybe on? tomorrow. Hey, I can sleep on it. It's that all is, good. Uh, Kyler Murray. A little coming out party for Kyler Murray. I thought it was coming out party for Joe Burrow, too. Yeah. Uh, and I want to get into that a little bit tomorrow, but I, I don't know. He's obviously not getting that kind of attention. It wasn't against Seattle. wasn't in prime time. Didn't lead the team back. But mm-hmm. in terms of the back and forth, I thought it was just as spectacular in a lot of different ways. Let me ask you this. Who right now I'm talking about? I'm not talking about you know five years from now. I'm talking about right now. Who would you rather have? Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. <laughs> oh, uh, oh I mean, that's you, good. You can't, we can't really go wrong, but... Yeah, Herbert, now, like I said last week, I was like, hold the phone on Herbert a little bit, okay? Sure. I think we're getting carried away after three or four of these starts, and I, I do think there's an element of that anyway, even with Burrow, and that's kind of what I always have fun with, even with Kyla Murray and something. like, wait a minute now. Mm-hmm. you got to, let's just see. You get a little more of a sample. People figure people out, but uh, that's a good, tough question. Tomorrow I'm going to ask Kyla Murray or Joe Burrow. Yeah. Well, because of their number one pick stat, status, ah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, each of the last two years. But uh, I tell you, Herbert does look calm, cool, and collected, but Burrow does too. I, I, I would probably take Burrow. Well, Burrow's Joe yeah, Cool, man. Yeah, I, but is. I don't know if there's a wrong answer here. I, there's I get, not a wrong answer. It's a good answer. question, not a wrong answer. Not a wrong answer at all. But And you brought up a great point that I just kind of thought about with the Bengals now, too. You said with, with Justin Herbert, you have Keenan Allen, right? You have a veteran receiver. Obviously, that helps out a lot. Well, look what they've done right now to Joe Burrow and those weapons in Cincinnati. Right, like he's got AJ Green, who's obviously a veteran receiver, and he's kind of having a resurgence a little bit. But he's also got, you know, uh, the cat from um, Clemson. I can't think of his T. name. Higgins. Yeah, T. Higgins. Thank you very much. Playing well. Playing very well. And then they have Tyler Boyd, who's one of the best slot receivers in the game right now. So he's and he's got well, Mixon was in, but now they got Giovanni Bernard. So he's got a lot of weapons at his disposal as well. And that, that's kind of the trend right now. These rookie quarterbacks who have guys to throw to, 
whether it's rookies or experienced guys and wide receiver, it's making a difference. And they're Brent. putting the ball in their hands. Yes. Right? Burrow threw it however many times. Herbert, that was all Herbert. Yeah. It, Josh Kelly, who? Yeah. Right? Didn't even matter. Yep. Josh Allen, by the way, has this to say about Justin Herbert and playing against him. He had a good game. Uh, you know, he got the ball off pretty quick. Uh, I feel like up front we got to him pretty fast and, uh, and, and, and a lot. Uh, so he got the ball out when he needed to, and he scrambled when he needed to. Uh, you can't ask for nothing more right there. That is Josh Allen. Uh, Herbert was very impressive in that second half. I mean, everyone uh, – I really did tweet that. And after that, he was lights out. He yeah. made three great throws. He ran four. I mean, terrific. Uh, and I did think he was a bit off early on. I mean, I, yeah. I think that's what it looked like, and, and he picked it up. And in the critical moments, you got to give him a lot of credit uh, for doing that. All right, it's a miserable Monday, melancholy, yeah. whatever. Manic. Manic. Monday, Bengals. Had this sponsored by the Bengals. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sure they're, I don't know, what are they doing? I don't know what they're doing. Everybody else comes back. They are the Bengals. Say what? Oh, there he is this year. First Coast yeah. Bubber said not miserable because Packers got back on the winning path. Who cares about the Packers? Austin doesn't. I mean, I really don't care. Yeah. David says it's not part of the Sunshine and Rainbows Club. We are alive. Have a great day. Look forward to hearing. <laughs> come on, Brett. No, come on. We want Where to be miserable, brand, man. People are depending on Josh you. Josh says you're the only truly miserable if you have some kind of hope. I'm convinced the Jags find some way to play themselves <laughs> out of the top ten. Honestly, the only thing worse than being bad is being perpetually mediocre. That is deep. That That's is deep, deep right there. But he's kind of right. Mm. You can't be if you if you're satisfied with this, then it's hard to get yourself miserable. And yeah. you know what? I had a little bit of that in me in the last 24 hours. <laughs> I was entertained. I couldn't be as miserable as I, I... The first 20 minutes, I was ready to just never watch anything again. Yeah. And and it changed a bit. So I get his point there. Uh, Jimbo says, uh, apathy prevents me from complaining about the Jags. I missed too many putts today, so I couldn't break 80. That's Jimbo. He's Golfing every day. Mm. Uh, DB says it's not we're that we're consistently bad, fellas. It's that we can't even be competitive through the halfway mark. All I want is something I can look forward to watching on Sunday into the fall. And like clockwork, we're back to talking about the draft in yeah. early October. And yes, we are. Not wrong. <laughs> uh, Tony, six straight games and headed for seven. Yeah. All Hallows Eve said this ought to go well. <laughs> uh, it could be worse. Let's see, what do we got here? Carlos, now nah, some of us don't get miserable anymore. The moment you realize that this team does not deserve it anymore, it's freeing. You start seeing the big picture, the apathy. Don't be miserable, people. The team does not deserve it. See, the apathy shown by the cons. Don't be miserable, people. The team does not deserve it. Yeah. Uh, and Saul, Saul says, uh, oof, you sure about this? Guys could get ugly out here. It actually hasn't got ugly as I want. we got to make this a thing, and then maybe it could get oh, ugly. Oh, you going to make it more ugly? Yeah, we kind of want to make it ugly. Okay. Um, we have a dump button. Yeah, we do. So uh, well, what one. are you miserable about? And nobody wants to uh, really tell the truth, I guess. Well, I don't want to use the dump button, by the way. Listen, that first meeting on the couch <laughs> is a tough one. It's got to be a little icebreaker. Well, that's yeah. what this is. And, and you have to don't peel be back afraid. the curtains, man. Yeah. Like, it's hard to... Well, listen, you, went, you, you had a little truth-telling moment when it comes to bachelor parties on Friday. That got you in a little bit of trouble. Oh, what hopefully, else is new, though? Hopefully I mean, that worked out okay over yeah, the weekend. I'm, I still have a place to sleep. Yeah. So let's just say that. Now, it could be a couch. It could be a bed. <laughs> could be a floor. could be my car. Yeah, but true. I'm still sleeping. All right? I'm still getting my eight hours in every single night. Um, listen, when we talk about... And listen, we hear you out there, everybody, right? You're, and I think like a, a large amount of this fan base, it's to the point where it's like, well... We're used to this. 
we're accustomed to this. We're desensitized. It is what it is. Expectations were low this year. Expectations not getting met, but we're accustomed to this. I guess, like, and I don't know if it's the player in me. I don't know if it's having come from Wisconsin. I don't know if it's having played in Chicago when, you know, we weren't that good. And obviously we, we heard the outcry of the media and the fans because there is tradition there. But, like, there's not a lot of fan bases that would tolerate what's gone on the past decade. Right where, and I'm, I'm not calling Jaguars fans soft by any means. I think Jaguars fans are amazing, and there's a reason why I live in Jacksonville. There's a reason why Jacksonville is my home base right now. I love the people here, but to sit here and think that it's okay to lose year after year in the way that you're losing, it's not okay. And like, and, and I don't like hearing people say, "Ah, eh, we're used to it." Like, I, I get that. Like, and listen, they have a better reason to say it than I do, right? Because I mean, I played here, but then I got away, and then I came back. So I haven't been enduring the losses like a lot of fans have. But like, at the end of the day, man, it's not supposed to be like this, I guess, no. right? Like, I want to have a mega horn and like lead a call and be like, "You guys, like, wake up, wake up!" It's not supposed to happen like this year by year. Yeah, but the, I mean, can't do anything about it until something gets done in that building the right way, whatever that is. The suggestions are there. Uh, when will they do it? How will they do it? You know, I asked uh, on social media, should they fire Marone this week? Seventy-seven percent said yes. You know, they yeah. obviously want to see someone go, some changes, but even that wouldn't fix it until sometime next year, even if you hit a home run there. What's talk more about it also got to talk a little bit about james robinson there is a positive or two we'll have it on espn 690 save big money when you start your next project today at menards check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock ready to take home today we carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest menards you can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on menards.com save big money 